Hey guys, this is the Pixels Podcast, your favourite podcast for video games, news and reviews. I'm Sophia Wood and with me is Christian Travis. Hey Sophia, how are hey, you doing today? I'm good, uh, I'm good. It's kind of late, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you staying up to help record this episode of the podcast. I'm super excited to talk about everything I have. I've got some really good bits today. Oh yeah, me too. I'm totally, I'm kind of happy we pushed it back a couple days just to get some more quote-unquote research in. So, you know, that's going to be fun. Even, I've been using, okay, I say I've been using those days for research. I've been non-stop playing Outer Worlds for, since it came out. So well, th- that's... that's you, you obviously didn't pick up on my joke. That's what I meant by research. No, I was playing into your joke. I, oh. I got it. Oh, look at us. We're smooth. We're just a little slow <laughs> at the same time. Huh. It's really late. What's your you, excuse? Um, I'm just stupid. Okay. Yeah, Do yeah. you want to start this week or should I start this week? Oh, of course. You got to start. You're the one that did the intro this week. Oh, that's exciting. All right. Actually, it's not exciting because I'm going to start with some bad news. What, are those, what is the bad news? Fallout 76 oh, now has a subscription, subscription service. I've definitely heard of this. I Yes. Everyone's I've, heard about this. Yeah. All over Twitter, all over pretty much any social media I go on. Um so Fallout seventy six, if anyone doesn't know, is an online role playing game in the Fallout universe. It's a prequel to the other games and players can explore the open world which has now been ruined by nuclear war. Um so when it first came out, this game was terrible. Like I heard so much bad so many bad things about this. It was it was just, it was just any bad thing that could happen would happen. That is it very true. It was buggy, it was boring. Oh, yeah. It had a huge lack of NPCs, which is such a weird issue for a game to have. Like, you don't even think about that, right? But it was just crazy that that was an issue. So, I said, I read, got an article from Eurogame, which described it as, it's Fallout at its worst. Basic, monotonous and lacking nuance so since that happened um it's like content has been added and they've it they've kind of made it a decent enough game so it's still not that decent it's no but it's got its few core players that do play like it's got people that are playing it at least it's slightly more acceptable let's put it that way so now they've (laughs) they've announced that fallout 76 has a subscription service the premium membership is called Fallout First. It costs £12 per month, or you can get a 12-month subscription for £100, or $13 a month and £99 annually. So £12, $13, £100, $99. Does not equal the math if you actually put it, if you actually do it, but it's fine. We all know that England pays more for this anyway. Well, you can, and if you think about it, like... I think the justification is, oh, like, we need it for the servers, but, like, Minecraft has its own realms and servers. Do they really? And I, I, I'm sure it's a little more labor-intensive well, for a computer pay, to run. pay for this game. Well, that too. So you can't have people that already paid then pay a subscription for more. That's insane. Well, that's, well, actually, I'm going to retract that right there because Minecraft does exactly that. You pay for Minecraft, and then if you want to play on your own server with your own friends, you have to pay monthly for that. So, but I mean, that's what, that's exactly what Fallout, that's what they're doing. So you pay for private worlds, 
unlimited junk storage, Ranger Armor outfit, 1,650 atoms per month, and there's a little bit more, but that was pretty much like the, the base. That was, you know, if that was what people were wanted, or not wanted, that's what they were kind of saying, oh, that's what this is what makes it worth it. To me, one, Minecraft is a good game. This isn't. Two, yes, very true. That does not sound worth it to me, especially if we get if we keep going. So, um, currently, so currently, Fallout seventy six is twenty pounds, uh, which is about twenty, and it's also about twenty dollars. So, that's not, I think, that much for a game like this, if it's decent enough. Yeah. Um. But the overall feeling is that it's laughable to be asking for more money for this type of game. And then there are also loads of issues already reported with this subscription service. Such as, are you ready for this? Oh, I'm, private, I'm super ready. The private worlds are not actually private. Yes. Other that... players can join you if they're on your friends list. So say, like, me and you are playing a game. And person A, Jack, his name is Jack, is on my friends list. He can just jump into our game. Oh, screw in, Jack. Like, the what private an a-hole. world that I've created. Jack needs to step off. Right? Like, this dick Jack has joined our game unwelcome. He's probably gonna steal our loot. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, talking about loot. He can't even steal our loot. He can't even do that because the areas have been pre-looted with already dead NPCs there. Ooh, Sophia, that's a good segue. Right? I felt I felt smart doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I appreciate it. Breaks into our game. Can't even steal our loot. Jack's mad. We're mad. It's a huge mess. And we keep in mind we spent one hundred dollars on this slash pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's honestly it's it's kind of upsetting to a point because this franchise used to be held like so highly. And you know what? It gets better. I'm gonna make it worse. I know. Think it's about that. Get worse. Think about that thought you just had. Think about how high Fallout was on the hierarchy. Think about how good Fallout Four was. Like right. So because that was high, heard loads of good things about that. Fallout Three also up there. So you pay for this subscription, and you use this new scrap box that they give you, yeah. and it eat and it eats all your stuff. Yes, I've heard about this. This is actually so, so funny. Yes, you're paying for your stuff to get destroyed. It's insane. Oh, 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 and okay, one uh, VG twenty four no VG twenty four seven article said. Placing a premium tent on the ground has, in some cases, resulted in every single player in a server being immediately booted. Wow, that's a big bug. That's that's that so That is insane. I didn't even know you could accidentally do that. Those things yeah. don't seem connected. It's honestly just, you know, like Ugh, it's just like you works like you you put out this product and the consumer is super hyped for it and then you screw it up to the point that when you announce it's like an MMO style format people are immediately displeased and then every little 
like turn you're taking is just wrong and just infuriates people more like you know what i i was actually i thought fallout 76 would be pretty good i really like playing with other people whenever i play but i do like um these like i do like games like these where even if i don't play with people it feels like other people are playing in this game with me is that is that weird like i you know like i liked world of warcraft playing by myself (laughs) but just knowing that like other people were in this world with me was fun like it's fun to know that the person next to you is another person yeah yeah the fact that they've messed this up so badly that any possible way is insane yeah it's just you think the make good would be like hey guys we screwed up real big so we're gonna you know we're just gonna open up these servers for you guys and give you guys at least a few months for free, you know? Yeah, and then... like, it, it's insane for someone to be like, hey, you know that terrible game that we released that, like, destroyed us? We're gonna make people pay extra for it. Yeah, like, that's... what? Where was that thinking? Ridiculous. Absolutely it's not, that's ridiculous. That's more than you'd pay for Netflix. That's more than you pay... That That's equal to paying for Xbox Gamer Pass right now. Actually, Which, it's it's more because right now anybody who signs up for free gets it for cheap. Exactly. Like, wow, that so sounded like paying... I was going into an advertisement. Yeah, did it not? <laughs> they don't. They don't pay us. Xbox, if you want to pay us, oh yeah, contact us. We we're, will we're gladly. <laughs> we will gladly take anything you give us. All right, don't sound desperate. Okay, my my mistake. I, I retract that. I do not want to be. Xbox, we don't want your money. Don't even, yeah. don't even look at us. Yeah, I don't know what money is. Anyway, anyway, we're we're getting sidetracked. We're getting yeah. So it's just it's insane how much they could mess up. But this company, it's just common sense. At least Absolutely. make it like you said. At least if you're gonna do this, make this game free, right? Yeah, because I feel sure. like that would get more people into it. For, for I'd definitely check out this game for free, a hundred percent. And then the people who actually do get into it will then pay not hundred dollars a month but you know maybe a little bit less like four pounds a month yeah you know if you set this this could have been this is like a, essentially like a pr nightmare like you yes. know you literally know that all the people playing your game you're lucky to have in general from the amount of mistakes that that this game has gone through and 100 and you're just like, oh, you know what's great? Let's, like, sucker everyone who's playing our game and, you know, just, like, make them pay, what is it, $13 a month? You said $10 a month? I forgot. Uh, oh, no, I need to look at it again. Yeah, but... it was, like, I can't remember the dollars part Basically, Basically, the way I feel about it is it's really taking advantage of the consumer and not only are you trying to improve your product, you're making it less de- desirable at the same time. Yeah, you know? yeah, $13 a month. So that is actively, like you said, it's it's pushing people away from yeah. this game, which is not what a company wants to do if they want to make money off of this. Wait, and you want to hear the best part, Sophia? There was a, yep. there was a point in time when I bought this Blue Yeti mic that I'm talking into right now, and they were okay. trying to bundle in Fallout for free for people to play because they wanted them Fallout to play 76? it. Fallout so, Yep. Yeah, that's, see? See what I mean? And you were and like, guess what? free? No, thank you. That's literally what I did. It was between two colors, and I picked it up. I was like, oh, I get a free game. But then I saw it was Fallout 76, and I was like, no, I'm going to get this other color that I like. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. 
anyway let's um let's let's move on from that because i feel like we could literally sit here and talk about how messed up bethesda like dropped the ball here but you know if we continue with that we're gonna we're gonna be here for like an hour just talking about that yeah what do you what do you have give me give me something so so um ubisoft they just recently had an investors and like corporate meeting kind of situation going on and during this meeting they've announced that um they are delaying not one not two not three but four of their big games the games that people have been looking forward to oh fantastic which one i feel like this has been the week of delays to be honest uh you're 100 percent right because they delayed gods and gods and monsters rainbow six quarantine and watchdogs legion and then they they announced that a couple smaller games have been uh, announced which i don't have here listed at the at the time that were but they're being delayed as well now these games are all being moved into the fiscal year of 2020 2021 that does not mean that 2020 is going to come by and they're going to release them that means the fiscal year starts in april 2020 huh yeah that's a very big push (laughs) yes not to mention uh, that means it could be anywhere from april 2020 to march 2021 that these games are coming out of i feel like this happens a lot with some games especially um smaller ones where they kind of push them off to the side even if they get big hype when it was announced and but i'm surprised that they're taking so many of their big names and just kind of being like oh we'll get to those later oh yeah it's it's absolutely like i mean listen I'm all for developers pushing things back and like, you know, giving giving them the the workers more time to improve on the project without forcing them into crunch where they're just like working all day and night yeah. and trying to get this thing uh, like go gold. But the problem here is it's more worrisome in a way that like Okay, so we know there's where am i going with okay so basically we know that there has been a few games that it came out which i think you're even going to talk about one where one of the games just failed horribly and people were looking forward to it you could say ghost recon okay ghost recon so (laughs) i'll talk about that later but we can we can speak the name i know i know i just didn't want to step on your toes over there i really um, appreciate it um, so basically what I'm thinking here is Ubisoft, basically what they've done here is push back all these games because of negative reviews on their past game that just happened. So what you're looking at over here is making some people think, oh, if this game did so badly and all of a sudden all three of these games are pushed back for like quality checks and polish and like just like adding things to it it sounds like they were ready to give us bad games exactly like yeah uh, again 
I don't, I, I'm all for giving developers more time, but it sounds from the, the way it looks, it looks like that you were planning to go through this the whole time. And like, they, their, their thought was probably let's release it these dates. If anything looks wrong um, or bad, we can release a day one patch or release a patch within the week or two, you know? So yeah. that being said, I know for a fact that during this meeting that like the people in charge were just getting their 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 like butts handed to them like like full on like disappointment like they 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 didn't not know like one of the questions I was listening to like another journalist the other day and he was literally like one of the questions they asked on this call was what do you guys think you're doing like that is yeah, such insane. that is such that a loaded yeah that is such a loaded question and the fact that you're getting investors and other higher ups like to that point of anger is alarming in itself but also uh, once again you're pushing all this stuff back after that interaction so you obviously knew that what you were about to put out in, out there wasn't going to be 100% Oh, yeah, and especially since games are expensive. Like, when it comes down to it, especially big games like that from big brands, they're going to be $50, $60 every time. That's oh, yeah, a they're lot AAA of money games. For the, yeah, that's, that is a lot of money for the everyday consumer. And for that to be... I feel like now, now in this day and age, it is normal for a kind of just average game or buggy game to be released with lots of work needing to be done that's just normal because it's to get as much money as possible yeah 100% like I have no doubt in my mind that that this was framed just so everything looks better when these games are released you know yes yeah so anyway I, I won't touch on that too much longer because that's basically how much it is I mean the extent of the story um that article did come from the verge that i referenced and it was by jay peters i just want to give him some credit um if you want to hear more about the information on the article go look it up there um but yeah your turn sophia um i might as well pick up on ghost recon now then since we already mentioned that Um, yeah yeah, go for it like chris said it was a complete failure i think we've already touched on that but yep I want to go into more about why and what happened. So I think the ma- major issues from what I gathered were microtransactions, um, which is just we've seen that so many times where that kills a game. And oh, yeah, is, 100%. It's crazy that they expect people to pay $60 for a game and it's not even complete. Uh, it's just, it's imagine if you bought a TV show you know, like a season of a TV show, but to get maybe, like, an extra three episodes, you had to pay for them, or to get, like, extra scenes to make it all work, you know, because sometimes it just goes crazy where you have to buy things to even get the complete story, where it, or the complete kind of feel of the game. Oh, yeah, of course. It's, it, you know, it, at the end of the day, though, this is where the, you know the industry is going which again i am not agreeing with at all i actually hate any game with micro micro transactions oh my god i can't speak um but uh basically like the way i look at it 
is if you have these microtransactions and they're only cosmetic, like maybe Fortnite or like, um, I think um, Spider-Man like, on the PS4 did a good job with that. Spider-Man on the PS4, I don't believe there were microtransactions in that one. I think there were, but for just like skins and stuff. No, no, I no. I'm wrong. I know. Yeah, I think you're wrong only because I unlocked every single skin and I didn't pay a, a dollar for it. Oh, um, what am I? Th- I'm thinking of something else. Then yeah, you. Yeah, that. No, 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 don't worry about it. Um, but basically, like Crash Team Racing, that did a great job. I bought it on PS4. Um, literally every thing that was being charged for was completely cosmetic. It had no effect on my gameplay. But there are games out there that, um, you could literally pay to win, like. Me, you can spend hours and hours grinding on a game and gaining experience or gaining um, status or whatever the situation is, depending on the game. And someone could walk in and just be like, okay, let me drop $80 real quick and then be exactly where we are, which I think defeats the point of a video game. Yeah, no, Um, I 100% agree. It's a video game is not just a story, but it's also not just not the, I guess, this. I don't know, the game part of it. Yeah, like the satisfaction of, of winning or yeah, getting to a point. Yeah, it is a combination, right? And it's also, yeah, you can't just, you're not going to get the full experience if you go in and pay your way through a game. Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I just, circling back, it's just like Ghost Recon ha- having like, first off, not an, innov- like, like, at a, I don't want to step on your toes, but yeah, I can keep going. It was I wasn't supposed to. I didn't mean to really go off a tangent. I just think I just can't believe that there's still games who think microtransactions are a good idea. Um, yeah, yeah. And Ghost Recon especially is just not worth the microtransactions. You're 100 percent um, correct. But there it... was more factors. Like uh, people said, sorry, what were you gonna say? No, 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 no. Just like overall the product of ghost recon wasn't that good in general and then you're gonna throw some microtransactions on top of it that's yeah. when that's when things get bad it's like you you released a, a, a crappy product and then on top of that you you like added to it by adding a crappy playing system you know i think the issue with ghost recon is kind of similar to uh fallout what we were just talking about where it didn't improve the series it was a bad story fans didn't like it overall and then they're adding more, they're asking for more money on top of that when they didn't even do a good job. It's yeah. just crazy how greedy corporations have become. It really is at the end of the day. But, you know, the, I guess this was the warning for for you, Ubisoft or yes. Ubisoft, whatever you want to say. Cause... I think this has been honestly a long time coming for Ubisoft. Um, if you look at their past game assassin's creed they got lazy until i think origins and they had to reboot it uh you know other series i I won't obviously go into like the whole past of you stuff but i think their brand in my mind means be cautious you know i would never yeah. pre-order a ubisoft game i would never pre-order assassin's creed game and i really do enjoy the first few assassin's creed games if they came out with a new one like this today, I would never pre-order it. I would yeah, try. You're 100%. Don't, tr- don't trust them. And when it comes down to it, you need to be able to trust a brand, especially for video games. You're 100 percent correct. I wholeheartedly agree with you. But you know, at the end of the day, I guess this did work out in the end because we're gonna get better products for from it from like yes. the the, the yeah. delays that this caused. So 
you know, if one game had to fail for others to succeed, I'm okay with that. I saw she goes Recon. I think it's a sacrifice we're all willing to make. Yeah, honestly. And there's people that do enjoy Joyce, Joy, ugh, Ghost Recon games, but um, even they're straight up saying this was the worst one they've played. So, that being said, speaking of the worst things ever, um, basically what happened here was NBA 2K, I mean 2K, NBA 20 Live actually got um, delayed or were not really delayed, more of it's being skipped. So we're not going to get a 20. We're going to get maybe a 21. They're taking the year off this year. And, okay. you know, that's not the worst thing to me, but like some people preferred this to... um against the the 2k franchise so the people looking forward to this um seem to be a little upset about it but also um once again this isn't the situation where people are just fully upset they're actually appreciative of it because the 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 statement literally says um something along the lines of we are trying to make sure that this game is worth something putting out so we're going to take the year off and we're going to work harder on the following year so, you know what? Yeah, I it's good. That's yeah, what, sorry, I, keep going. But yeah, no, that's no, that's that, that's that's basically it. Like, I just I thought I'd bring that up. Um, it stinks, but you know, um, the the team behind NBA Live doesn't really have any history of releasing crappy games. I mean, if depending on how you look at like you know NBA games, um. Not a fan, but yeah, yeah. But like, you don't hear controversy about about their games when they come out. So, no, that's true, actually. So I think these are more like the fans are more appreciative of this and are gonna like. Obviously, they're gonna miss their game this year, but um, they're more than willing to wait if it means they're gonna get a better result. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, you know, I. I'm going to just say this one more time again. If they're ever giving, like, taking time and making the workload less on the workers, I'm down yes. for it. I'm okay I agree. We've heard, I guess, like, just so many horror stories, honestly, about stuff like this where it goes really bad and with layoffs and stuff or well, crunch time with overworking. Well, you know, you know what's crazy is, um, yeah. The developer of um, the Super Smash Bros. series, the latest one, oh my god, um, is it Miyamoto? No, it's not Miyamoto. No, Sakurai. There we go. Miyamoto passed away. God, god bless him. Um, but Sakurai, um, he basically got so sick when developing his the, the, the most recent Super Smash Bros. game. He mm. had to, he came into work while he was sick with an IV in his arm. That's insane. Like, like, and, and I think that's also just the culture working hard, hard overseas and stuff like that. But yeah, like nobody should have to go like, like go through that, you know? And no. overall, it's just like, we could wait. Like I get, we like companies know there's deadlines and whatnot, but if it's something doesn't seem like it's working out, push it back. Like people are going to be upset, but they're not going to be upset as upset as, as if you send out a game that isn't that good and the and we and people find out that you you didn't treat the employees correctly, you know. Well, 
first, well, first of all, I think we need because this is a good set. Are you done? Because this is a good segue yeah, yeah, into yeah. my other piece of news. So I think we should talk about when it's what you know what the different meanings behind pushing it back. Because I was going to talk about um, the Last of Us, oh, which yes. has also the second one's been pushed back to the 29th of May, 2020. Um, yeah. And I, I do, I don't think it's a bad thing because from what I've read. Um, it's not so much it was an unfinished project, it just wasn't up to their standards, which I think is a good way of putting it, where um, I think I have, I have a quote here from Eric Kane's article, where he said, we need to think of the devs themselves. When Druckmann writes about reducing stress on the team, just think of the myriad stories of crunch, burnout, and terrible work conditions, especially for game testers in this industry that we've heard in recent months and years. So... I think he's right. I think that puts it really well where, first of all, we need to think about why they're pushing it back. It's not because Ubisoft is obviously getting lazy and is ready to release bad products until we hurt them in their wallets. Yeah. It's it's because they want a genuinely good game to meet the standards that they've already set. Well, you also have to take into effect uh, that Naughty Dog, as like developers in general, they always hit it out of the park with what they put out there yes so the last of us you have um which uncharted you have like all these ips that they work endless hours to perfect and when they come out they're i'm sure there's bugs here and there but it's never a huge controversy people are always happy with what they buy from naughty dog so i guess this reference is back to um freaking ubisoft like if if you have a good if you put out good products and you delay a game yeah that that's perfectly fine like people will understand but if you give us something that's really crappy and we like people literally just don't want to touch it and then start delaying games after the fact you're gonna get seem suspicious you know oh yeah a hundred percent it is it just comes down to the company and what's going on yeah it's all like the ethics that each company has um i also i mean i wanted to go more into uh the last of us too so steering away from all the games being pushed back and the controversy i just wanted to know like what do you because i started playing the first one recently i haven't actually been able to play it until this week um because my friend got it and we played the first five minutes and i did really enjoy it um, so I just want to kind of like, what do you what do you want to see from this game? I guess, and what do you think about it? Okay, so um, fun little tidbit: I own this game. I've played this game. I've gotten more than I want to say about seventy five percent through this game. And you and, haven't finished it. And you want to know why I didn't finish it? Why? Because I got a new PS four Pro, and my memory was on my old PlayStation, and I thought that everything would be backed up to the cloud. But according to Sony, if you don't pay for their monthly membership fee for like all those free games and online features, your game saves don't get backed up to the cloud. So that's I sw- crazy. Yep. So I switched Again, over with companies just getting. I feel like that needs to be part of it. like that. That's greedy, right? That yeah, to that just should be standard. Be to, yeah, that hundred percent needs to be standard. Yeah. So I do one hundred and ten percent. It plan to finish this game before the second one comes out but from what i've experienced i i fully believe that this is going to be a worth the while wait because people have been waiting years for this game for the sequel so waiting two more months i don't think bothers two is it three months i don't know it doesn't bother people I think it was, that much um, it was only going to be in 
April, so it's only two months. Yeah, I honestly no, don't. Not. Wait, is it no, not? No, that doesn't make sense. Let me check. I think it was supposed to be February. Yeah, it's May. So I think, yeah, February. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, so three, three months. months. Yeah, so um, gameplay-wise, The Last of Us is really good overall. It's very comfortable. It's like your classic adventure game, but the story Yeah, I did find is, the controls yeah. very... Especially for PlayStation, I struggle with PlayStation controls. I've got no idea why. I guess because I'm just so used to the Xbox remote, it throws me, but I found it quite easy to switch this time with this yeah so so yeah so and the thing the main thing that people are are interested in not saying any other aspect of uncharted is bad but the story is so good that people need to see how it continues you know so wait you said uncharted do you mean last of us i mean last of us you're gonna have to forgive me (laughs) i'm also very tired and i still have to go to the gym after this so um yes so the Last of Us has just been, like, I'm not going to say cult classic because it, a lot of people like it. It's not like a, a small following. But people, you could walk up to any PlayStation player and just ask them what are one, what is one of your favorite PlayStation games. And Uncharted has to be at least, I mean, Uncharted, freaking Last of Us. Last oh of my us. gosh. Last of Us is always on that list. Yeah. No, yes. I know. I think it is. And it is 100%. It is the characters. It is the story that drives it. Because in the essence, it is a really simple game, right? It is zombies, and it's an adventure game, and you fight through the hordes of zombies to get. And to you the go to point side. one it's to point quest. B. Yeah, it is. It is. It's every other game out there, really. But it is the story that drives it, and I think that is what's going to get The Last of Us two on the top of the charts if they can pull it off again. That is the question. Well, you know, you know that this just this is supposed to come on two discs now, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Too. Yeah, Oof. and guess, guess what? They also they also cut cut out um any multiplayer, so they're focusing mainly on story. And they said that they might return back to multiplayer at once the, the the actual game's released. So you might get an update, or they might just sell something separately for multiplayer activities. I don't think it needs multiplayer, to be honest. Yeah, I never really played the multiplayer when I, I when I really, played it through the first time. No, I don't think. Yeah, I just don't think it needs it. Especially, I think games that are heavy in story usually don't need multiplayer because it usually takes away from the story. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, but anyway, why don't we move on? Because we're we're yeah. we're we're actually running pretty good on time, but we also want to save some time at the end to talk about Outer yes. Worlds. Um, oh, my okay. We'll we'll get to that. Do you? What's your next bit of news? Yeah, yeah. So, um, this one's more lighthearted. Um, basically, uh, the Pokemon games are coming out in about two and a half weeks ish, uh, in November. And, um, basically developers and people are doing interviews more and talking about it. And, um, there's been interviews with Junichi Masuda and Shigeru Omori, who, um, literally just been having a great old time with media outlets they've been talking about their favorite pokemon they've been talking about inspirations for the new pokemon and um just like general things about pressure to make this pokemon game the like as good as it could be because of the fans which we all i mean you probably don't know but a lot of people know that there was a big uproar when they announced that not every pokemon in the national desk decks will be returning to 
the new game. Is that a big deal? I don't know if that's it's a big a ve- deal. It's a very big deal because people, there, there's some people who managed to transfer a Pokemon all the way from a Game Boy Color game to like the latest DS game. Like, you, and you have to use several wow. games to get there in between. And like, some people have like, it sounds silly to say, but some people have con- connections to these Pokemon because like this Pokemon they've been playing with since they were very young. And the fact that they might not be able to pr- be brought over into their new game and, and fought with it upsets them, you know? Yeah, I get that-ish. Yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm never gonna like Pokemon. I've got no idea why. It's like a yeah, ball is in my brain. You're, you, It breaks my heart that you can't experience the joys of Pokemon, but... Hey, you know what? I feel like, I genuinely feel like I'm missing something, but whenever I've tried it, I just, I'm like, this is nothing to me. Yeah, no, I love it. It's, it, I think it's something you have to grow up with to, to keep yeah. the allure. I did uh, try Pokemon Go. And it's still... That's the exact opposite of a real Pokemon game, so I yes, hope Yes, but I that... feel like that should be my token effort. Because I no, played that... that for a while, and I that still... Is... I'm like, I could not name a single Pokemon. You get zero credit for that, Sophia, just so you know. I mean, I played the one you gave me for a while on the DS, the original. Oh my I god, did, did I ever get that back? Switch. Did you give that... Did you still have that? What happened there? I don't remember that one. I gave it back to you, and we're not talking about this on the podcast. I know, no, I just I, I honestly just forgot it even happened. That's why I was like, what happened to that? Like, where did it go? Anyway. I think I played it for, I think, like, two weeks, and I was like, Chris, I can't do this. Oh, you suck. Anyway, um, staying on topic, basically, um, the Junichi, Junichi Musuda um, has been having these great interviews overall. He talks more in depth about um, local co-op and other like interesting features in the game like there's um there's a new camping feature i forgot what the exact term for it in the game is called but basically you can go into the wild area and you could set up camp and interact and play with your pokemon which is cute that's been announced oh, that actually just... sounds really cute oh yeah it's super cute and then if you have people join you then it um their pokemon could show up in your camp and you can interact with their pokemon too oh um, that's good but that that's been announced he just gave a little bit more details um but basically on top of this there's been um press uh, press basically they got like two hours alone with the pokemon game um and everything's been quite positive i have like people haven't heard a single thing negative about it um well i haven't heard a single thing negative about it and things like the the tutorials that they normally have in the beginning are shortened. Um, the gameplay is easier to get to. And they also have um, people have been wondering how long it takes to get to the wild area, which is supposed to be like the open world part of the game. And a lot of media outlets have been saying it t- took them about an hour, an hour and a half, which actually is really good because that means you don't have to play far into it to, to get access to the area. But, I, yeah, that sounds... Honestly, it does sound more and more intriguing, as you tell me, which means that whatever they're doing is working, because if you can get me interested in a Pokemon game, they must be doing a good job. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I completely agree with you. And, you know, this is, this is meant to appeal to new people. I think I told you in the last week of podcast, last week's podcast episode, um, that... This should appeal to the old fans, but also be able to reel in new ones at the same time. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that is definitely the direction they're heading. I think it's just one of those wait and see. Yep. 
All right, it's your turn. So, do you? How? What are your feelings on The Sims? Oh, I love The Sims. I I love The Sims. I think it's one of those games where you can go back and it's just a huge stress reliever. Where I'm yeah, like, yeah. you it's, know what? It's lethargic. Yes, I'm. I can sink hours into that game where I just sit there and I'm like, I'm gonna make a family and see what happens. You know, I'm gonna get my dream job or murder them. Let's see. So, <laughs> yeah. but the thing is, the thing I hate about Sims is the price. Yes, because uh, you pay for a game, the base game. I think you have to kind of pay to make it a real game because I feel like the base game more and more often has barely anything to it. Um, yeah, you're one hundred percent right. It's 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 yeah. like it's like I think it's kind of like that whole deal where they where people say like when you're doing a drug, like people sometimes will offer it to you for free, and then and then you come back <laughs> I've and never then you're spending the drug for free. Well, yeah, it's like a thing. Like I don't know. Um, like, like first time's free and then you get addicted to it and then you want to spend more and more money on it. So yeah, that is a hundred percent how they get you in Sims. I think. Yeah. Because every time I'm like, oh, I'm going to get the new one, but I won't buy any expansion packs this time. I'll just have the base game. And then a few months later, I'm like, oh, one base game, one extra expansion pack won't hurt. And then the end of the year comes by and I've got six expansion packs and it barely runs anymore. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I, I am a sucker, and that's why I sometimes stop myself from playing Sims when I feel like it. I'll find a different game to yeah. play because I'll be like, oh, I wish I could do this, and then I find out it's in like an expansion pack, and it's like, nope, not doing yes, it, not spending the money, the not Any, happening. Especially like for me, the supernatural ones. I'm like, oh, I want magic. Oh, a witch or a fortune teller. I'm bored at that already. Yeah, so, honestly. Going it, back to the it's, actual, news. it's unfair to us because we want to like. Spent so much time. Anyway, I can yeah, honestly yeah. I sink my life into that. But so, uh, the fourth Sims Four was out for free. Uh, for I think I want to say a week. I didn't actually double check. I got it for free in the, from Origins at any point. So I'm happy with that. I've been playing it. It's good. Um, I think they've been quite slow with the expansion packs for this one. But it's because uh, but anyway, Sims Four University expansion pack has been released or not released has been you know, said to come, it's going to come out December 17th. Announced, yeah. that's the word. Um, so it's going to come out November 15th for PC and Mac, December 17th for Xbox. So I've read up on it. I just wanted to kind of touch base, see what they were releasing. Um, I actually enjoyed Sims 2 University a lot more than 3 because I feel like in 3, studying became more of a chore. Uh, like keeping ahead of classes and studying was literally all the time your Sim had. And then you didn't really have any time for anything else, which they did. They offered a lot more. Um, like, you know, jo- you got uh, different, uh, what is it called? Like, clicks. So you could be a jock or a prep or whatever. The, a rebel, I think, was the other one. I think it was it was jock, nerd, no, and rebel. That was what it was. So I did like that bit, but I felt like when you were actually at the university, you just had time to kind of get that A. And it became, I was like, um, I was having trouble keeping, like, it became boring for me. You know, I was like, all right, go, go study, go home, study, home, study, home. And I was like, yeah, this yeah. is too much, like, real university. So I was kind of hoping they'd fix that a little bit more in the new one, where it'd be less of a chore to get that good grade. But I don't think they have. I think what I've read is it's very similar to Sims 3. 
where they bring bikes back in. Um, I haven't actually heard anything about the click, so I hope they do bring that back in, but I don't know if they will. Um, you can decorate your dorm room, but which sounds like that sounds exciting. I'd like to do that, but it does seem very similar. They do have a few new pieces I'm interested in. You can take a villainy class, which is really cool, where you can become a super villain. Oh, that sounds awesome. I really yeah, would love to learn how to like I to be a villain. That. I think that'd yeah. be a really fun character to play. And um you can do secret societies as well, which is I'm really interested in that as well. I think like a secret society and a villain, that'd be such a cool character to play. This sounds like it's just turning into Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, like the next one's just gonna be Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh my god, I'd love that. Could it's gonna be imagine? a partnership. I would love that so much. Anyway, so that is to look forward to. I know a lot of people do love collecting these Super packs and this game for this game. So definitely get it. Like if that's your thing and that's what you want to spend your money in, there's no issue with that. I just think for me, I need to hold back for this Sims Four, especially since they haven't really made anything new. It just sounds like they're re-releasing Sims Three University with like a couple extra bits. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, I what I appreciate about Sims is that it's overall they strive to like make it as realistic and as inclusive as possible um i actually was listening to an episode of what was it what's good games with the Mm -hmm. the girls over there i think andrea renee and um company and they did a full-on interview with one of the reps from sims and they talked more about um sims university how um basically People are, their their goal is to strive to, to get all creative aspects to interest any person who plays Sims. So if, yeah. if, if you are interested in one thing, this expansion pack will be good for this specific thing. If you're interested in another one, you could, you could opt for a different one. And overall, they just had a great message about how they want everyone to be able to feel included and interested in the game, no matter what. And like, you see, I feel like they could actually do more with that because I feel like oh, it I'm isn't, sure. Like, um, they don't really. Be, you can't really. This is like not really a route I wanted to take, but I feel like I should say it while we're talking about it. Where you can't really be, I don't know, disabled or, um, I feel like maybe not too much. I thought I think the fourth one has a lot for like people of color, and you can make your character trans, which is cool stuff yeah. like that but i feel like they do need to i just feel like it'd be cooler to focus on that kind of thing instead of just re-releasing similar expansion packs you know what i mean yeah yeah no it, it makes sense it's just uh when you're starting for, with like a company like the sims and then you have to every few years reboot like not reboot but like you know come out with another sequel and then start all over with the expansion packs i could see how it would be a little hard to include everything. I'm not saying it's an excuse at all. I'm just saying um, I'm sure eventually they'll get there. It's just taking so long for them to get like the basic stuff done still because they're trying yeah. to make sure they have those options for everyone. You know, I just think I think definitely like with the third one, you couldn't be really be a person of color at all, like with the hairstyles and stuff like that. So I think they've really changed it a lot and I'm, i was really yeah. impressed by it but i think you know let deaf people make their sims deaf or in a wheelchair and there's like you know there's obviously a whole i can't just sit here and list disabilities or whatever else they have yeah, included yeah, yeah. but i just 
they don't need to keep re-releasing games. I feel like it's such a money grab where they re-release a game. Especially Sims 3, they got rid of so much and they actually had to like re-include toddlers and stuff because they got rid of that. And it was just... It was such a clear money grab where they're taking away from the game as much as possible so people have to buy it. I yeah. Would, I just think they. it depends what route they're taking, but I think with Sims University, it could be a warning sign that they're just going to be getting lazy, kind of like Ubisoft, and... I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, you know, we just got to give them time. I'm sure there's going to be another iteration. Sims 4 has been out for a while now. I'm sure in another year or two, there's going to be a Sims 5, and, you know, they're going to have their set of expansion packs. There's always room for improvement, and there's always time for them to improve, you know? There's, they're not on any specific deadline. I think, I think Sims 5 has already been announced. Has it? Oh no! It's only speculation. I've heard yeah, yeah, rumors. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just um, it's it's not long for, from being announced. No, um, I think around this time is when they. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm gonna blow. How many more pieces of news do you have? Um, I've gonna. Talk, I wanted to talk about Doom Eternal and one, two, uh, three more. So three more pieces. I've got three more pieces in total. How about you? I have two more pieces, and I was going to try to get through them fast so we could talk about Outer Worlds. We can go fast. I can, I can, yeah, we can go fast. Yeah, yeah really I have quick. no doubt in our, in our ability. <laughs> um, Let's stop talking about it and go. Okay, so this one is um, a little sad, but like also not much. Um, basically, PlayStation View is a, it has been announced to be shut down in January of 2020. Um, yes. If for those who aren't familiar, PlayStation View is their That's me. own. Yeah, you. <laughs> I'm um, not familiar. I read that. I want to say I was reading through your docs and I read that as PlayStation is set to be discontinued in 2020, and I was like, what? You know what is going on? How Play- have I not heard of this? I PlayStation View out. is basically. Um, like one of those substitutes for cable so like youtube tv and like um, oh i see yeah yeah so like sling tv all that stuff um so obviously their stocks not stocks but their uh, what is it retention of an audience has been dwindling and it's gotten to the point that they are just just deciding to um, do away with the service which yeah, I is, understand is why there's just so much out there it's so competi- it's so much competition and also yes. um sony has so many things going on in different parts of the company like i think i think it's worth cutting it off if it's not working you know like one less thing to worry about um no yeah i think honestly i agree with that decision it's such a saturated market now with like you said you were just listening like youtube tv netflix uh hulu this that this that disney plus is coming out um yep and then Apple you got has one yep which that's apparently coming out terrible. that's coming out friday yeah yeah are you gonna that, check it out that, oh disney i'm definitely plus? gonna check it out i got Me I, too, I, and I, I hate myself for it i got a new um iphone and i get a full year for free so i gotta take advantage oh, of wow. that yeah, whenever you buy a new Apple product for this year, I think um you get one full year free. So <laughs> time to go buy a new charger. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that counts towards it. But Damn it. um anyway, I'm gonna leave that at that. Why don't you go and then we each have what, two more one more story? I got three more. So one of them is Doom Eternal. 
I just want to touch base on that. It's the fifth installment of the series and it's coming out March 2020 after being delayed like so many games this week. Um, and I've just heard really good things about it, so I wanted to kind of shout it out. Um, it's being called maybe the best shooter ever, which is crazy. Really? Um, I've never been a fan of the Doom game, like games yeah, like this. Yeah, me neither. But I never got apparently, into it's fantastic. I'm going to uh, read through it. I got I found an article by Lewis White and it's mostly on that it's on a MS power user but he said within the first minutes we spent in this tutorial it became immediately apparent that Doom Eternal is a vastly different beast from its older brother not only has Doom guy visited the third circle and <laughs> trip back to hell and gorged on mechanical gluttony and he's obviously never skipped a single leg day Increased speed alongside much improved gunplay and lightning fast responsive platforming has transformed Doom's combat arenas and monster closets until an into an ultra nightmarish dance of glorified violence. Bullets literally rip apart flesh, a quick and easy shoulder mounted flamethrower chars it and a swipe of the chainsaw cleaves it in two. You've never experienced unadulted violence quite like this. That's pretty awesome. So that sounds like a great review. It. Yeah. Yeah, I think it actually might be something I want to check out. Depends, obviously, how much it is and what the reviews are when it actually comes out. Yeah, um, I might want to. I think it might give be it a actually shot one too. surprisingly to throw on the list there. Well, yeah, like the Doom series has been like one of those th- like games that you hear about all the time, and if you haven't played, you you hear about it and you hear about it, but you don't do anything. Yeah, um, I think it's just one of those games where you're like, if you've missed kind of that uh, that boat, you're like, yeah, it's yeah, sailed, you're right? like, yeah, but you're like, it's over. Like, I might as well not bother hopping on the I've the bandwagon. Never wagon. seen even if Doom Eternal was going out for free. I d- oh, not Doom Eternal. Even if like any of those games would be going out for free, I don't think I'd download it. I'd just be like, oh. That's for free. Move on. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I totally agree with you. That that that's pretty interesting. I might it might be something that worth us checking out at some point. Yeah. All right. I have one last um more lighthearted story. Um it has to do with Reggie Fizeme, the ex-president of Nintendo of America. He started teaching classes at Cornell University. Um this month actually earlier i think it was like within the week of the 14th or something like that and his first class he had open for the public to to come in and witness um of of course i didn't go do that because it was like a three and a half hour drive to go see that so i did not yeah don't blame me but um basically uh he just talked about his time at nintendo his experience um and he also had um, a quite interesting story about how initially they were not going to package Wii Sports um, with the Wii. And the crazy thing is that that's probably one of the reasons why the Wii did so well. So um, I think it was very detrimental because it was such a good showcase of what the Wii could do at the time that yeah. it helped itself even more. So when you went over that a friend's house. Yeah, when I you honestly, spo- I remember a time where it was first out where like, everyone it was always on like i would go over to people's houses and they'd be like oh like we're gonna play wii sports for like you know hours and it's just and it wasn't even it was just what you did right like i went to like my aunt's house and she had she had it and we were playing like sword fighting together and with all my you know with all my cousins it was just one of those like those 
times where just everyone had the Wii and we were all just playing Wii Sports and it was great. Yeah, it really is. You know, it, it it was one of those things you, like, as you said, you go over to someone's house, you see it, you experience the system, and then it makes you want it. So uh-huh. I, I honestly, I think it was very interesting that he shared that piece of information with, with the audience or, like, the class or whatever you want to call it, um, which also just makes you think, like, you know, he's going to be teaching there for a while. You never know what else he's going to talk about um, to his students, because I'm pretty sure that was the only um, open public class that he was teaching. Um, but yeah, uh, go on with another story. <laughs> okay, so I just have a couple of things to touch on. Um, one of them was I got the Xbox PC Game Pass recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. How's I just that wanted going? to. It actually, surprisingly, I'm really enjoy. I really think it's a good idea to get. Um, so, I haven't actually looked up anything, I haven't looked at any articles, I usually do a lot of, like, research for this type of thing, but this time I just wanted to be my own opinion, and at first, I, when I got this, I literally only got it so I could play Outer Worlds, so that we could talk about it, yeah. um, and it was £4 a month, I think, for me, so, and then it was, I think, £11 for the P- for the Xbox one. So, obviously, there's a big price difference there. And I think the PC one alone is worth it. Because I'm one of those people, I'm never going to spend £50 on a game, even if I really want it. I don't have that type of money. I yeah, do yeah. have £5 a month, though, because that's just, like, skip a couple coffees. And I have been, like, I'll go to Starbucks to get coffee. And I'm like, actually, I'm not, because I've already kind of spent that money. <laughs> so I feel like I, I, I am going to earn it back, kind of. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to balance itself out at the end of the day. Yeah. So I just want to say, like, at first I thought I would be like, this is, you know, too pricey. I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to finish Outer Worlds and I'm going to cancel it. I don't think I am anymore, honestly. I would like to keep this for however long I can. It's got good games on there that I haven't even downloaded yet, like Gears, of, Gears 5, Hello Neighbor, stuff like that where I've really wanted to play. It's got the second... Um, oh my gosh what is it uh lord of the rings game i don't know shadow of mordor the second one i don't know what it's oh i didn't know that that's crazy yeah it's got loads it's got loads of like really recent and good games it's got super hot on there so i think it's the key i think is what they need to do is keep the games coming they need to get keep getting games like outer worlds on there oh 100% high-end games i would like to see Assassin's Creed Odyssey on there, maybe, or an Arkham game. You know, some something with a brand to a name that people can recognize and would draw them in. Because it just, if they only put indie games, because there, obviously there are a few indie games on there, but I think if they only add kind of lesser games, once they think they've got people, that's not going to keep them. And people are going to kind of delete their membership real quick. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, that... Uh, Microsoft has done a really good job of marketing this um, games as a service situation. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, like the last couple, like Gears, that was the first like main big AAA game that they put on that service, and you know it did. It didn't. Gears didn't break any record numbers, but that's because nobody bought it, but people were still experiencing it. So people. This in in the long run will benefit because they're gonna have more and more people talking about that. Hey, I just played Gears of War, the full AAA game, and only paid 
whatever, depending on what it fluctuates to, um, $10, $5. It was only a dollar this month, be- month because of a special. And they're going to have more people adopting those services. And eventually they're going to have enough people like you, like me, who have um, paid just for a month or two just to try to play a game and then end up uh, enjoying the games they offer and, and stick along with them. And they'll make up their money that way. I think they're playing like more of a long game than trying to get that that money immediately and honestly i think it's sorry to drop you but i think it's a smarter way to play this video game game you know what i mean because then you don't need to worry if ubisoft's new games are flop because people are still going to be paying that five pounds a month you're going to keep a better income like you don't have to worry if the game you've added no one really likes because there's going to be other games that people like on there and they'll stay Oh yeah, for sure. It's it's honestly, um, they're doing a great job that way. And just to throw in there, they're also making things a lot more accessible for people. Like they just implemented, um, like kind of like a phone fan financing situation with Xboxes, where you could choose an Xbox or Xbox One, Xbox One or S or X, and um, basically you could pay twenty dollars or thirty dollars depending on how, which model you get, and you get the Xbox, you get um, the, I, I forget what the title of the actual service is. It's like the ultimate pass or something where it includes game pass and it includes Xbox live. And that's all included for your $20 a month. And then basically you pay it off for, let's say, I think 24 months. And then once it's paid off, it's, it, it's yours for good. Or if like they said in their fine print, you could upgrade to Scarlet when it comes out. And it gives you that it gives a lot of people more accessibility to games that haven't had that ability in the past. There's like I know from experience as a kid, I couldn't get every game system because my like my mom wasn't going to spend that much money on it. Or if my family was struggling or someone else's family struggling and need that money and can't afford it, this is a good way to get um, games in people's hands, you know? Yeah, I think especially for like right now as a student. I love video games. I've grown up with video games. I'm not going to spend £50 a game, even if it's the best game ever. I think they're getting games are getting more expensive, and they're also getting more, like, I guess, less trustworthy, where I'm not, like, I'm not going to be super excited and pre-order that game or spend all my money on that one game because I'm just not going to trust that it's going to be a good game. So I think this is also a kind of a good way to level, to balance that out where you're like, well, it's coming out on Xbox Pass, so I'll just give it a try then. Yeah, yeah. It's honestly, it, I think Xbox is playing the, the, the best way at the moment um monetary wise and business strategy wise they're 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 gaining a lot of customers just from from doing this and you know i wouldn't be surprised if next generation when all these new systems come out if xbox holds ahead just because they have this games as a service if like the last thing people want to do is spend five hundred dollars on a new system if, if they decide to pay it out off right yeah um and then um have to start buying this game and that game for $60 and whatever. If they could pay the 500 or they could pay the 20 or $30 a month for 24 months, they're going to be more inclined to take that than paying $500 and then buying all these games on PlayStation. Or um, yeah. if you even want to include Nintendo, I don't think Nintendo will fall into that generation change, but you know, it's just, it, it, it's, it's, it's all about opportunity and they're giving people that opportunity to choose, which is really good. Um, you know what? It's funny that you bring up Nintendo, though, because I think one of the biggest things that's 
stop me from buying a Switch is the price of these games that's coming out. So if Nintendo did something like this, where I could just pay £5 a month and try out these new games, I would definitely consider buying a Switch. Yeah, right now all they offer is, like, you play, like, NES games and Super NES games with your membership every month, which, like, people enjoy, but it's, like, one of those things where, like, if you really enjoyed an older game, you probably bought it, like, five times and then paid and then played it a million times, and then, you know, like, it gets old, you know? Yeah. But, but um yeah, it, honestly, it's just really interesting to see how these different companies go about their their strategies and how they succeed at what they do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you said you have one more, is that it? Yeah, one more, just Stadia. Um, oh yeah, yeah, so let's talk about Stadia. When you pre-ordered the Founders Edition or the Premier Edition, you won't necessarily get your Google Stadia on launch day. Um, you, yep, that sounds yeah. about right. So I think you, yeah, you know a lot. I think I literally, we talked about this and you told me most of what I'm about to say. So it's yeah, not yeah. a great start for this, where people who pre-ordered it, it these kit it says these kits will start arriving in quote in quotes on November nineteenth, and the lucky people who will be able to play Stadia as soon as the launch clock strikes, the Golden Hour will likely be one of the first gamers who pre-ordered. So that means other people who pre-ordered who were not one of the first gamers will not get it, which is not great. At yeah, all. you know when when you just finished going through this whole situation where you were telling people you had a wireless connection no matter what, and then you have to use an adapter, and then a week or two later you find out that all the people that did pre-order it and you said you'd supply copies to aren't getting it on launch day. That's a problem. A huge problem, and I don't think we really need to go into it too much because we'll be able to go into it when it's actually released and talk about what the product is, and you know we'll go into yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we'll go. It we'll is go just more insane. And and you know it's weird. It seems like this is like their their philosophy for all their products. Like Google Pixel came out recently. That is not doing well either. Like the 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 software versus like the hardware that they're selling just isn't working. Their battery life is horrible. Like I I think Google it might be spreading themselves too thin. I think and it's a, a bit like well you're gonna buy this anyway so because we're, we're not gonna put any yeah, it yeah. Is, i feel like it's a lot of like we're google you're gonna buy it anyway who cares you're 100 percent right uh, there's a lot of people i know who do intend on purchasing this once it's um available to the general public and um i i always ask them like why and they're really just like oh it's a cool concept and I'm like yeah but xcloud's coming out soon too and google's not the most reliable with with game systems but because they're google they're gonna go with them yeah, so yeah. I think the issue right now is a lot of brand loyalty, especially with video games. I feel like a lot of people are like, well, I have to pre-order this Assassin's Creed game because it's Assassin's Creed. And I think especially now when you don't even buy discs, you just get every, you can download everything and it's all virtual. There's no need to pre-order stuff like this. Yeah, you're right. It's better to wait. Yeah, that was That is at you, Chris. I don't pre-order many things. The only thing I pre-order is Pokemon games. That's that's true. You're and I like them good. every single time. Anyway, I think yeah. we're getting we've gone on long enough. Let's yeah. finally talk about Outer Worlds. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about, as Sophia said, the Outer Worlds. Make sure you stick around for that. All right, we'll see you soon.
Welcome back. All right, Sophia, are you excited to talk about Outer Worlds? I have sunk, I think, probably, I want to say maybe 20 hours into this game. I've played it a lot. I definitely see why you like it. I have not gotten to sink that many hours. I've probably done a total of maybe three, four hours in it so far, just because I've been busy. But it seems to be a very good game overall. I've enjoyed it so much. Um, do you want to talk about like the good things and the bad things, or do you want to go kind of uh, category by category? Yeah. So basically, um, I think we could just tackle it um, like good and bad uh, in general, or we could just have like okay. an open discussion. Whatever you, whatever you feel comfortable. Well, with. let's do. Did you have any issues at all with the game? Why don't we do that? Let's. You know, usually we do good things and then bad things. Let's do bad things first. Yeah, yeah. So there's very few bad things. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, uh, I don't even know where to start. Do you? Do you want to take it from here? Because I, yeah, I still I've have got to a gather few things. I've noticed. I've jot down. Um, I've noticed yeah, a couple bugs, it. which is annoying. Where um, like my sound will drop for a second or two. That might just be PC though, because I've seen people complain about it, but I've seen them all as PC users. Yeah. Um, on the Xbox game game. Yeah, thing. I have not. I have not experienced that on my end. Um, and oh, also, and we should probably clarify that I'm playing yeah. on Xbox One X and you're playing on P- PC. Yes, yes, that yes, is a big yes. difference. Um, and for my controller, you, when you press X, it draws your button, but X is also used for pretty much everything else. So when I press X to open a door or to talk to someone, my weapon is drawn, which I yep. find really annoying. I've actually experienced that too, and I didn't even think about it, like. It, like I didn't think about it too much until it started happening all the time, and yes, then I was it like, is "Literally all the time," and it's really yeah, it's annoying. it's nothing ruining the game. It's just like kind of like this could have been mapped out better or figured out easier, you know. I I didn't really think it was too much of an issue until I accidentally stole something from a guy I shouldn't have while trying to put my weapon away after I got it out. It was just a very thing where, like, X is overused too much, and then he attacked me, and I had to reload my game so that he didn't attack me because I needed him to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just, it's X is used too much. But that is literally my only complaint, because everything else is amazing. Amazing story, amazing characters, amazing gameplay. I love my crew. I love the npcs i love the ship i love how it looks i love the 50 style i love everything i love the guns i love it's so easy to pick up yeah i, I can agree the with you there point allocations let's talk about like how what how did you go into this game what was your character oh setup? yeah 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 so um basically what i did was i set up my character for it to have um be very persuasive and be very intelligent um i do like I do like games with combat and like shooting and stuff like that, but I noticed um, from reviews that Outer Worlds doesn't deal with um, long range weapons very well, and I think that's kind of what it's all based off of. So I I'm gonna disagree with that because I think the issue is the long range weapons aren't great until you can level up a bit and you get good uh, modif like modifiers and stuff. Yeah, because I've managed to turn a one of like the better handguns into a good long range weapon by modifying oh, yeah. it. It's just I think it's just one of those things where you just need the modifiers and I think when you level up and you get some good guns, I think you're good. So you do struggle in the beginning. But again, it's the beginning you're supposed to struggle in the beginning. That's just classic games. 
Yeah, yeah. I and mean, that's that's how everyone's supposed to start. Um yeah. but so what did you so you did a similar setup? So I actually yeah, I surprisingly did the same thing because I actually based my character off of a specific character that I had, so I wanted to kind of play it how I play how she is. Um so I put mine into persuasion and sneaky. Oh, and I didn't worked, do sneaky. It works really well. It works fantastically well. Um, anything that I can't talk myself out of, I can usually hack into something and get whatever I need. Or That's like, pretty solid. For, it's, honestly, it's it's amazing. Um, I can't tell you how many times I'll like... So like uh, there's one bit where you have to... I think, let me think, there's one bit where you have to get something from someone and she won't give it to you and your options are either steal it or just hack into a, a computer and just change it and I could, like, I could do both. I could either break into the thing or do it and, and it's just loads of, so it's just so many, I love, okay, I'm getting, <laughs> I love this game a lot, okay. I could tell. So I like, what I like about it is that it's about choices. And I yeah. like that the point allocation uh, kind of put, you know, portrays that really well, where I can now, I can choose loads of options that I wouldn't have had. So instead of fighting through something, I can just hack into something. Yeah. I, and I, I just, I re- or persuade someone to not attack me, whatever it is. I really enjoy that part of the game. Yeah, I feel like that really fits your play style too anyway, because you do enjoy yes. things that like, make you think a little bit more so the fact that your character gets to reflect that as well is pretty cool um but anyway i kind of want to skip to like one of the most important parts um, <laughs> so and Spoiler we can't alert. i was about to say full disclaimer if you are going to play outer worlds i would click out now we're going to be talking plot and we highly suggest from the plot point that we are about to discuss it could affect the rest of your gameplay is that is that a fair disclosure yes okay okay i want to know okay you haven't told me it's been literally days what did you pick so um for those listening who don't care about spoilers and don't know what we're talking about there's a point within i want to say hour two of the game the fir- it's like the first mission but it like it takes I you about a couple hours to get the there first main mission it's yeah. what it is. It's like the, the, yeah, the climax of the first kind of arc. Yeah, so basically what you could choose is either restore ta- um, power to a corporate-run town or take the power away and give most of the power to, the, the I guess, the people that are rebelling. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... Who are, like, camping out and... They're camping out, they're living. I think we didn't, living. we didn't mention it, and I, I just want to do a quick... They do such a good job of being, like... I guess portraying the capitalism issues we are having now. Oh, yeah. And it's just such a good tone where there's no easy decisions. It's not like, well, capitalism is bad, so obviously you want to help them. Because it's very much more chaotic than that, where everything is just really interconnected. So you could, like, go against capitalism, but the other... There's no... It's not like the other one is the best choice either, because... There's always you'll see that as you go deep into the game. I don't want to ruin it for you. Oh yeah, but no, no. I felt super someone... conflicted just making yeah. my choice. Like I was like, oh, I could see these people's sides because they work for 
companies and they're just trying to make a living but then i also see these people's sides because they run run ragged and they're struggling every day because of it so um so yeah let me tell you who what i chose Uh, i actually chose to restore power to the town what isn't that crazy i knew you'd be surprised guy is gonna hate you wait so you want to hear what happened afterward though what happened afterwards so after you store power to the town adelaide gets really upset obviously because she's the one rebelling against them and she's in charge of all the people there but she talks about how she managed to restore um crops and grow food and basically she has the ability to heal um the people that are getting sick in edgewater and basically what she says is like i will return if you get reed to leave and oh man i I think i take the wrong decision now so i went over to back to edgewater and i spoke to reed and i told him exactly what happened um and basically i persuaded him using my persuasiveness um that if he really cares about the town he would step down and let adelaide return and he did just that wow so I actually helped both the town and Adelaide's people at the same time. Oh, man, you're making me feel like... So, I obviously, I did the opposite. And yeah. I gave Adelaide the power, because I'm like, you know what? They're doing really well. It doesn't look like they're struggling. And I feel like that's a better living, like a better life to live. Yeah. And, oh, I also read somewhere that uh, Pravati doesn't join you if you don't give the power to Edgewater. That's a lie. And I don't know why someone said that, because that's, they're like, I just read that in one of the tutorials that I read through before I played, where it was like, oh, your the companions, like, care about your choices, so if you make the wrong choices, sometimes they don't join you. I haven't run oh, into that weird. issue at all. So anyway, I didn't help Edgewater, and the only thing that happens is you return and um, you have to, I guess you have to fight, like, people, obviously the town kind of attack you, the gods there attack you, but I could just persuade in my way out of it. I was like, you know, en- you know, enough blood's been shed, don't kill me. And he was like, fine, <laughs> but I still hate you. And I was like, that's fair. That's it, really. Um, Adelaide's like, cool, thanks for not killing us, I guess. But I don't, now I'm like, I feel like that's really anticlimactic. I wish I'd pick the other one yeah she she was but she, t- to be fair she did think i was a, a snake she literally called me a snake several times and was like i yeah. don't trust you you're a piece of crap and this whole uh, time i was like do i really need my ship this bad i feel so terrible <laughs> like, I'm a terrible i know person. i but know I love that you kind of play a terrible person in this like the options like given to you you can insult everybody and it's great well i'm pretty sure that's what the developers had in mind was like you you could be a good person you could be a bad person or you could be that chaotic like neutral you know i'm just Um, chaotic neutral i'm like honestly i I think i was the more i hate everyone else honestly i think i'm more the chaotic neutral because i purposely did something bad but then purposely did something to make up for it (laughs) yeah that was i wish i because i really want to kill reed he's so annoying Oh, yeah, well, that was also an option. She's like, you could either persuade, persuade him to leave, or you could literally flat-out kill him. I think, I, I obviously now I'm persuading everyone through everything, and I'm, like, doing that, but I think if I do another playthrough, I'm gonna try being, like, a meathead and see how that changes everything, because I think that might be fun to just, like, fight through everything. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I, I honestly, I'm looking forward to playing more. I hope I have some time to just sit down for like an hour before I go to bed tonight and play it after the you gym should. and stuff. It's so good. Um, but basically, yeah. What you know? Why don't we wrap it up here and then we'll just we'll talk about how we won't go into any plot details on Saturday, but we'll talk about um, like just if any if our impressions changed, if anything else interested interested us while playing, and we'll elaborate then. Yeah, definitely. I want to hear more about your choices in the future because you have to make a few more choices. So I'm happy to touch base with you next week. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. So in that case, then, um, if you guys are still listening, thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast episode. What is this number four, Sophia? Um, yes. Yeah. So thank you guys so much. Um, just some quick, I guess, um, end cap housekeeping we could say yeah, um just we, some updates yeah so we are now officially on google play um google podcasts if you aren't listening from there you also have the option to listen there we also do have um a facebook group called the pixels podcast we have an instagram um page the pixels podcast and we also have um a twitter which is the pixels podcast if um you are interested in getting updates throughout the day that we might not touch upon here or we might not get a chance to cover it until later on in the week you have all our your news there and i think that's it sophia is that it yeah i think you've covered it all you did a really good job Okay, th- and if you guys enjoyed this this podcast, make sure to leave us a review. It really helps us get seen on whatever platform, um, whether it's iTunes, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. We just really appreciate it overall, and we hope you have a great day. Right, Sophia? Yeah, have a great night for me. Oh, yeah, she's right overseas, so you know. But um, anyway, thank you guys so much one more time, and have a wonderful day. Bye, Sophia. Bye.